Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Ronnie Carlton. I am joined by Sam Howe, and it is WrestleMania season once again. And we did a preview maybe about two or three weeks ago, the road to WrestleMania. And we are on the home stretch to the road to WrestleMania. How are you doing today, Sam? I am, if I were any better, I'd have to be twins just to handle it. Um, it is, uh, I have not seen much about WrestleMania. I see we are starting out very saltini, very salty. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's interesting. That is rare. I've never heard a saltine saying. Oh, gosh. Just to get started right off the bat, what have you th- thought of the overall build to this year's WrestleMania? Uh, I think that the build for the top of the card has been great. I think that the build for everything else has not so much. So I'm, but I'm a, a believer, and I asked this in the group that what matters is the top of the card, and that's what we're ultimately going to remember. So good on them. I think it's harder when it's two nights like that. Um, I, I thought it's been pretty good. The Becky Lita Trish for what it is. I don't like damage control. As a group, I like Bailey, but I have no use for the others. Um, Seth and Logan has been solid to me. Obviously, Ray and Dom, they could have they could have done it sooner, but I think it's been good. Uh, top of the card, the Usos and the um, and Sammy and KO, pretty good. Uh, poetry emotion. I'm not sure about Bianca and Asuka. I don't even are they giving it airtime? Because I usually turn it off for all, but uh, I saw some video packages. Yeah, that's the one that I think has been the weakest of the of the, and it's disappointing because I think that's going to be. I I think that that's one of the two matches that actually has the best, uh, like the potential to really steal the show. Uh, but I I I it's been disappointing because, and I actually I kind of feel like they're very one of the very few casualties of Triple H taking over is Bianca. That's that she's not point. gotten the and it's a shame because i think that she is one of the you know it, it, she's one of the the few you know it's, i i really i i think that one of the, I've, I've heard that this is sort of the fall of the bloodline wrestlemania and i think that they held their mud smartly on doing bianca charlotte because that should main that that could be the first women's match to main event night too yep i, I could see that going too and then Edge and Finn, not sure why they're doing this. I'm not sure why Edge. I mean, they could have ended this feud a long time ago, but I'm sure it's fine. I mean, Edge gave a good promo. People like Balor and the Demon. Finella Wafer, I don't even call him that as much as I used to because he's slightly more interesting in uh, almost said the revival. With it. What the hell are their names? The Bloodline. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Yeah, the Rhea Ripley. Really yeah, Ripley and, the Ripley and the three guys. Yeah, yeah, basically is what it's called. Even though I don't want to put Dom, I want to sell Dom shirt. And Brock Lesnar and almost is almost is what it is, or Jim Cornette calls him almost. That is what it is. So like, and Cena and uh, Theory, awesome Theory. Yeah, Cena and Theory has been all right, you know, for what it is. Um, so I think it's been okay, and I think they've gotten better. Or the one difference I've noticed other than attention to detail with Triple H's regime is 
long-term storytelling. Not even that. I won't say that that cliche. I'd say a slow boil. They have patience, almost too much patience sometimes, but there's patience to let these storylines develop. And for that, I, I can appreciate that. Even if it's like something like Ray and Dom, I think they waited too long. They didn't officially do the match until last Friday. Yeah. I was like, I think, well, I think one really big benefit that they have uh, also sort of the, it's not just the patience, it's the confidence in the, the payoff, which uh-huh. is, you know, okay, we know that we're going to get there. We know it's going to have a good response so we can take kind of our time to get there. And I think that's very important. I think that, and I think that, you know, we, we talked about a little yesterday in the group is that not rewriting the show and having a con- having confidence and having a plan on where you're going is really helpful. It's just, it's very beneficial to making the, the show better. And three borderline, well, two of them, definitely. Uh, four, I guess, but four, Big time pops on the road to WrestleMania. You had the Elimination Chamber. I think it was Elimination Chamber. Well, let's say it was Royal Rumble when Sammy hit him with the chair. It was when Jay looked like he was going to be with Sammy and hugged him. KO and Sammy. Am I missing one? Oh, and Ray and Dom when Ray finally hit Dom. All those pops, pop, 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 pop. So th- those kind of pops. That's what's been kind of missing from wrestling. And AEW is a lot of like a, a lot of just, AEW is about interactions, like constant fan interaction. Whereas wrestling traditionally has been about pops. And and so these pops remind me of the attitude there. But let's get to uh, night one here. And of course my computer is extra well my laptop is like what is it it's a tablet it is extra sensitive today all right it's supposed to open up night one i have a feeling it's because john cena wants to get out get in yeah he's gonna leave on a private jet the moment this is over fulfilled his obligation uh just because he wants to do this awesome theory versus john cena and we've talked about this a lot but what do you think of their head-to-head promo and how Cena, and I think it's one of our most talked about subjects over the years, just destroyed Austin Theory on the mic. I I, my, I have to assume that uh, Theory's going over. And based on Theory going over, it has to be the idea that you want to create some doubt. But I don't think that it's beneficial in the long run because I, I think that you've seen this before. It's one thing to do it with somebody like Roman Reigns back at that point because... People really hated, like, it's easy to forget. But at that point, like, people really wanted to boo Roman. Yeah, it was cathartic. Yeah. And so it was, that was, and I even think that there was a little bit of, you know, the the whole, like, don't, you know, the remember your lines, that infamous promo. So I think that there was a uh, sense of uh, trial by fire. Whereas this feels like, what are we, like, great, he's going to beat you in a match, but you're still going to kind of look like a geek, and that's not a good look for theory. Stop exposing people's damn gimmicks. I don't understand. As good a guy as everybody says John Cena is, he cheats on promos. You're not supposed to say that your cheers or your boos are piped in. You're not supposed to say 
that your cars, you know, I'm glad he said it, Alberto Del Rio evidently is a rapist, but you're not supposed to say those aren't even your cars. Yeah, that you rent those cars, yeah. Imagine Hulk Hogan telling the million dollar man, it's not even your money, dude. Like, that's not, you're taking away, oh, the actor saying, that was a fake punch. In the middle of the movie, that's a fake punch, man. Uh, You know, that didn't hurt. So, like, you can't, how is that okay? That's not okay. But that's the only way John Cena is selfish. And to do it to a young up-and-comer, there's no, you do that to Roman Reigns, you know, at any time, other than when he first is in the Shield, maybe. That's fine. You know, he can withstand that. You do it to Brock. You know, you do it to an already established guy, you can do that. But you just don't do that to a young guy that's in a vulnerable position. They already got screwed. Like, just say you couldn't even win the money in the bank, even though he couldn't either. But it, you, you had opportunities to cash in. You went for the Intercontinental title. Like, you could have done a lot with it that they didn't do. And, and I mean, even saying something like, hey, man, like, you you know, good for you for not for realizing that you weren't ready to be the world champion, but you weren't even ready to cash in. Yeah. You know, something like that, whereas, yeah, and it there seems to be a pattern of it, of when Cena does it, it's somebody that he actually kind of, you know, I don't want to get into it's real brother, but if you remember the, the rock, he did it to the rock. Mm-hmm. I think that there was an aspect of doing it, you know, with Roman, there was an aspect of like, come on, man, like I need, I need to feel comfortable with you taking over for me. And there was, you know, I, I think that there was some pr- the you know the way they talked about JBL being a locker room enforcer, uh-huh. I think that there was some pressure on Cena to be like, hey man, like you got to pull the best out of Roman. Yeah, yeah. With with this, it just it, it feels I hate to use the term bullying, but it you can't really come back at John Cena and be like, you know what, like what are you doing, man? Like why should I wrestle you? You're showing up for a month to promote whatever shitty movie you're in. Like, you can't say that to Cena. I mean, you could. It's good. You don't have to cut. But, I mean, you're talking, and also, you're talking about somebody that's scripted versus somebody who can say whatever the hell they want to say. So it's not fair. I mean, I I doubt Austin Theory has the green light to say what he wants to say. And you know what, too? And we're belaboring this match, but it's interesting. I think selfie Austin Theory would have worked a lot better than serious Austin Theory for this. Just the way he was kind of not quite chicken shit, but just an annoying, obnoxious heel instead of this tough, rugged guy, he angry guy he is now. I think that would have worked better than this. I would almost have do selfie Austin Theory and then have him be tough, rugged in the ring. I mean, it just yeah, 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 exactly. You know, I'm fine with with them having him go over pretty decisively over Cena. I'll be interested to see, you know, Cena, I can't remember the last time Cena was in the ring for any extended period of time. And if that's the case, Our like last year, I think that's it. I don't mean like in a long match or. Yeah. And more than just like a, you know, a cup of coffee to do something. And and I'm hoping that he can still, you know, I assume that he's still a young guy. I mean, he's, he's still all right. Yeah. I mean, they had the tag team match this year, but he barely he actually let Sammy do the work. He didn't wrestle that month. Yeah. And I think that he's and so that's not, and I doubt that, you know, he's always been I always I've always been entertained by Cena in the ring. I think that he's always he he's been he was underrated for a very long time. I think and he has so I hope that he delivers and I I can't imagine that he's winning the U.S. title. I and and I hope that they don't do the thing 
where he dominates most of the match and then theory gets a fluky win and so because i i i go i always go back to the attitude era where they've done this a lot now where you have guys the attitude guys will come back or the nostalgic guys will come back just beat the crap and embarrass the current guys yeah and and i always go back to the attitude era. can you imagine hulk hogan coming in and embarrassing Steve Austin or, you know, I always think about what got the new age outlaws over was that they just completely boat raced the Legion of doom and and you need to do that. So I I would, you know, and Cena actually to his credit, I think is somebody who has never been afraid to take a loss if he needs to take the loss, if it'll bet, if he thinks it will benefit the person. Next match on the card, not necessarily uh, in order of the real card, but uh, women's actually, I didn't even talk about this on the uh, when I ran down the buildup. But SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. I have a problem with the fact that this match is already take, even taking place. Save it for SummerSlam or something like that. A, they fought maybe three years ago, so maybe you have that story, but they haven't told that story well. That it's Rhea's time to come up, and then B. Either give me Charlotte and Bianca. If you want to save that, like you said, that's fine. But to me, the match of the moment would be Rhea and Bianca. That's the better match. Give Charlotte to Becky. They already have that feud. They have a history. Or give Charlotte to Bailey or do it three-way. What do you think of just the fact that this match is taking place? Do you think it's the right match for Rhea in particular? I, You know, there are some people, John Cena and CM Punk, had insane chemistry together. They just they would go out and they would have these matches that I like they could wrestle each other and I'd I'd love it. Never had a match that I didn't enjoy. Uh whatever it is with Rhea and Charlotte, just and I think that both of them are insanely entertaining in the ring. Uh one of the problems that I have with this, and I think that the WWE should probably be concerned with is do you how do you think the audience is going to react to Charlotte as the the face in this? Because I think that she's going to get that. I think that Rhea has been too popular. Has been too good with the mommy thing. I think that and Charlotte, I do not understand the WWE's obsession. And I say this with uh with loving Ashley Flair, who I think is one of if not the best women's wrestler in the WWE. I think that she does not get enough credit, but why they want to make her a face is she's a flair. She is Rick's daughter. She should be arrogant. And I know that she's not like this in real life because I saw her, I just watched her biography and I found her very endearing, but what she should do is she should go out and just be like, I'm the best at this. I'm Rick Flair's daughter. I like, no one lives up to their parents' legacy. I lived up to my father's legacy. It shouldn't even be a question. And yeah, she's, better, she's vicious. She could be naturally arrogant, even if you know, in a character way. She has a good smirk. She's she's towers over all the other women, and she even she. I was surprised that she made Rhea look a little smaller. Because and then even to the question where some stupid outlet had Rhea like five six or five eight, and she's five nine, if not five ten. She said she was five nine, but I always thought Rhea was five ten, and maybe Charlotte was five eleven. But it's more like a five nine ish in a 511 maybe in three-fourths or something but i thought they were more comparable i mean Rhea looks big but just charlotte she didn't she didn't look as comparable but who you have going over i'm going with Rhea here just 
I, I think that one interesting idea I've heard is that she takes over as the leader of Judgment Day, which would be, to my knowledge, the first time that a female wrestler has led a stable. She's not the leader. Um, and and I think that would be the the <laughs> I know what you mean, technically. I, know what you mean. I feel like she's the leader. <laughs> I mean she is, but but in terms I'm of literally the leader. I yeah, the the I mean, she, oh my god, if they turn on Finn to uh to 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 steal a saltine fairies i jizz my pants <laughs> how much i can't stand finn balor that would be awesome the and i but i think that her you know or the other thing that they could do i mean i i thought for a while because he used to come out on uh car, on uh luke gallo uh yeah luke gallo's shoulders would be for her to oh. uh would be for him to come out on uh <laughs> yeah I thought that, that would have been a great heel move. They've not done it, but yeah, I, I think that I'm leaning towards uh, I'm leaning towards Rhea just because I think she needs to win more. Yeah, I, I could I could say that. I mean, you got to give it to her. The run she's on, the work she's doing, and Charlotte already beat her once. So that this would be a legitimate. I'll be mad if Charlotte wins, and I love Charlotte Flair, and I think she's the goat and all that stuff. But she doesn't need this. And she needs to be a damn, um, she needs to be a damn heel. So um, just kind of wasting our time. Then we have the undisputed tag team championship on the line. Good buildup, even maybe even better than uh, Cody and Roman, which has also been excellent. The Usos and Sammy and Kevin Owens thinking of really, really neat. These lifelong friends are very long friends getting to team up at WrestleMania. How do you think that's going to happen? Um, it seems like Sammy and Kevin Owens, it wouldn't make sense for them not to go over, right? No, I, I, I'm smiling because, well, so I think some of it depends on what we're going to do overall with the story that they're telling. You know, I one thing that always makes me nervous is that we have heard this week that I've, I've heard a lot of people sort of, it's a foregone conclusion, the WrestleMania is the fall of the bloodline and i would hope that they go through with that because that's the story that they've been telling and it makes the most sense the potential for sammy and i i think sammy and uh ko going over the only reason why i see it not happening is if you want to do where roman loses that's sort of why they turn on him is like hey bro you showed weakness but i i could also i've i, I could see them wanting to see if they have something in jay uso as a singles wrestler mm-hmm. is one of the hot rumors uh but i i would be completely fine with sammy you know i think that that should be the moment the concern that i have i understand why you would want to have a women's main event you know and i've heard that, that the rumor is that charlotte and Rhea will go on last the but if this is the this is the match that I think is going to have the most heat going in. I, it just makes me a little antsy for what the response is going to be to the main event. If this isn't the main event, because you, like you said, this is the match that I feel like besides the main event for Roman Cody has the most heat has the most juice. Uh-huh. Behind it. Yep. And it's been part of the overall, they bring, they just branched it out right after Roman beat. Um, they didn't make the transition to Roman beat Sammy at uh, elimination chamber. So I think you got to give it to Sammy and Kevin Owens. And it's not the swerve. It's not Vince Russo 
It's not Eric Bischoff. Triple H is not a swerver. He's not into the swerve. So I think we're all right. Even Vince wasn't really into the swerve. I mean, he's had some famous ones with The Rock and Stone Cold. Stone Cold turning heel. But in general, especially at WrestleMania, Vince is of the face, send him happy, going home happy. He got into the story. A little into it when it felt like the result, you know, the, 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 I think it was 2012 where Jericho, everyone thought Jericho was going to win the Royal Rumble. And so he, he had Seamus win and then Jericho wrestled, uh, punk anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I could, but, but no, you're right. And I think that the logical, you know, uh, Tony Mays brought up that, you know, oh, it's so, it feels obvious. And I, I said, it's the logical ending. I mean, you, you can have KO turn on Sammy, but the, the logical ending here is that friendship triumphs. But why would it not have, I mean, don't watch movies because the good guy's going to win. Spoiler alert. <laughs> don't watch movies. Don't watch romantic comedy, even though maybe we don't, but, but or maybe we do, but don't watch romantic comedy because they're probably going to break up and probably get back together. You know, that's part of storytelling that the ending will be predictable, but how you get there is what makes good storytelling. And you cannot argue how they got there hasn't been great. And given what we've seen, all that we, you know, with Sammy and KO, like, and given their history, honestly, in the WWE, don't you kind of want to see them have a really nice moment? And if it was kayfabe, which I think we always have to remember, because that's the most of the audience, I, I would suggest you to do this. And also, I'm going to post it in the group. That Nick Khan did an interview with Colin Cowherd. And Nick Khan, I didn't realize, well, I, I didn't realize this till like six months ago, and I forgot. And then it's interview. He used to represent Colin Cowherd. So they're really close. Oh. And, uh, yeah, he was an agent for CAA. And a long time, a while back, you know. And so he represented Colin Cowherd for years. And so they have a good conversation, good, good talk about business and about the wrestling business and just in general, the philosophy is about business and even some a little bit about being an agent. But he was talking about, uh, and Cowherd used to call us booger eaters, but he kind of gave into it once Fox bought SmackDown or bought the rights to SmackDown. So now he <laughs> has wrestlers on. I don't know if he sold out or he opened his mind, one of the two. Um, but... I belabored this point, but Nick Khan was saying how 40% of the audiences is, is uh, women. And I forgot the number of children. He said percentage of the audience. So percentage of audience, that's us. We're actually almost in a minority, if not the minority. So when you're looking at those people and I'd hate to, and I want to stereotype women, but I haven't seen a lot of female smart marks that would follow the dirt sheets, you know? So when you look at those people, it might be a surprise like, they don't know if the Usos or Sammy and KO are going to win. The majority of the audience, or at least 50% of the audience, doesn't know. And, and even if you, you know, just thinking about from storytelling basics, it, it, it's not even just the 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 shoot aspect of it, but the kayfabe aspect of it, of these guys, you know, they've acknowledged that they've been friends for 20 years. They've fought each other. They've come back together. Sammy had this moment of coming, you know, within a whisper of the title. It would be a hell of a moment for them to win the tag titles at, and not to be schmaltzy and, and cliched, but it's kind of my jam. And 
wrestle it would be a hollywood ending to have them oh, be best friends oh, holding the titles you know cliches yeah but i i Cole might say it Cole might say it i would be fine with that and, and it is he's actually god speaking of people who've improved since vince left yeah he's he is and, and gonna be there is mcafee i don't even know is he on smackdown still what's he, happening he's he made he also helped improve Cole. he and i think he and Cole yeah, he, yeah, he but he came back then he disappeared and college game day is not happening um there was something about him recently that i had forgotten the that they like i saw news about his status okay so yeah i'm confused about that but anyway that's neither here nor there but it would improve the game show because i can't stand i'm not xenophobic i i don't have any problem with international relations but I can't have both broadcasts with dudes with strong UK accents. It's a little ridiculous. And it it, it strains my ears. And I, at this point in my life, I'm usually doing something when wrestling is on. Mm-hmm. So to hear that accent, really, but I don't want to get sidetracked, but God damn, <laughs> it's too much. And I like Wade Barrett. I'm not, I don't have a fan of the guy, the kid on, uh, on Raw. So I think we both have Sammy and and KO going over. Uh, we got to get some through some of these matches. Love Lita and Trish, but I'm all right if they never come back again. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like I would prefer that Lita got like I, more than Trish. I feel like Lita's owed kind of an engraved apology from the WWE, uh, for the way that she was sent out and treated in the end of her run. Like I just feel like she was treated very unfairly. So. I'm fine with it, but I kind of think that you need, like, the reason why you bring in somebody like Trish Stratus and Lita, like, Trish Stratus should absolutely eat the pin in that tag match to help get damage control more over. That's why they're there. Yuck. And But I have a feeling that Becky, Lita, and Trish are going to win. Really? I, I almost guarantee you that, you, they, like you said, that's their tendency. They bring back the legends and they, they squash. I mean... How much is that really going to do for damage control? They can't get on the mic and do anything with it and crow about it after. Like Bailey will, but maybe Bailey gets it, but they're not like the point of if you beat somebody and a legend and you're a heel, if you can't come on there the next night and get heat and brag and trip on the crowd and the, the legends that you beat, what's the point of it? I think that getting coming out there and saying though for uh having Bailey come out and be like we beat the three greatest women in in women's wrestling ever like we beat I mean, Bailey, I mean but does Bailey need it there you, you kind of I mean you did say damage control but I think you were implying no I didn't I I really any one of those three I just thought that one of them it could be Dakota it could be EO it could be Bailey whoever gets the win over but I, I would absolutely have yeah, Trish there to eat the pin. I am so, I'm just so down on, yeah, I heard all this hype, Dakota Kai, Eos Kai. I, I just, they, they do nothing for me. And I try. Uh, what's the name? Rio does more for me in AEW. And <laughs> it's not. <laughs> She's so tiny. Damn it. I saw it the other day. I used to, when AEW first started, I was so in the bag for AEW that I enjoyed her matches. Now they've had slightly more developed women as far as being over 5'3". 
she just looks really small. Like she looks small compared to Britt Baker and even uh, Paige, which is not even it, Soraya, uh, Tony Storm, uh, Hater. She just looks like a, 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 a China doll, excuse the expression. But do you remember how small, when AJ was so small that like she would take bumps and you wouldn't hear like the impact? Like it wouldn't, <laughs> it is, I, I just, I also think that the WWE should be like, I, I would say that one thing that they have done, even pre-Triple H, way better than AEW, and they really deserve a lot of credit for this, is that their women's division has been amazing for a long time. And they, you know, they they really came with the times and we've gone a long way from when you would have the Divas match, when it was fucking calling them the Divas, which I hated, and having that match be the cool down before your main event. And now... Not only open sexual harassment on the commentary and on the air constantly, and just <laughs> constant objectification yeah. to quality athletes. I tell you one thing, if, if the WNBA would ever be popular, and I wrote an article on this a long time ago when Becky was inspiring me, they would have to follow WWE model. You'd almost have to have them in the same stadiums, a JV game, a... a and I, I, forgot, I hate to say that. I don't mean. I don't mean to minimize you, but you're now on the same level as NBA. But you'd have to have it together. You're not going yeah. to separate it. And, and what? And I think that you're right, though, is that what you would have to do is you would have to build the idea of fans coming to seeing it as equal because uh-huh. that took some winning over for fans uh-huh. with the WWE. And then you had them coming out, and you had the four horsewomen just coming out and doing like balling out. And yeah. honestly, I don't think that Paige and Emma get enough credit. Cause I remember hearing about that match in NXT mm-hmm. where people were like, this is the best match the WWE's ever like best women's match the WWE's ever yeah. done. I was like, Oh, word. and that was the thing too. They brought it a the wrestling's a little bit different. Cause you kind of wrestling's weird because you can have a finesse match or you can have a strength match, or you can have a very powerful match. So the women have the advantage, whereas a basketball you're never gonna, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, it's different, and plus the. I mean, a woman can't be LeBron James, but a woman can be Rey Mysterio. A uh, a uh, uh, a woman can be. I don't know. Think of somebody. <laughs> I want to say Brian Pill. I couldn't think of a high flyer. Eddie Guerrero, like Becky. Yeah, yeah, Becky, Lynch. Becky Lynch was cool in a way that no one else. Like I remember, I still have screenshots of her like tweets at Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Where she was just like, like that was how she got over, and she was just like a badass. And she yeah. was cool in a way that, like, a lot of other people weren't at that time. And the structure of fighting with USC too. Fighting is different. A woman could be a badass against another woman. Uh, a WNBA player can't really be an athlete to the level of. It's just so different. But um, getting off topic. I got, we differ on that one. We'll see how it goes. Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. I'm not sure why Logan uh, Logan Paul has not made a misstep. You know, that wasn't the greatest head-to-head promo with Seth because he kept interrupting Seth. With, he, was, he was like stupid, dumb, fake. Like he just kept interrupting last promo on his little show. But uh, what is it? Unplausible, implausible, impalable. Unplausible, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he hasn't really had mis- missteps. But this fucker just, and I'm working on YouTube monetization, so I shouldn't have said fucker. But <laughs> this fucker said that it's going to be his last day in his contract. That doesn't help. 
that spoils the match. Does it? Because we've seen a, a wrestler who I'm kind of a fan of in the past uh, announce that he is, you know, say that it's his last night and no one thought he was going to win. That like eight years ago. Yeah. Oh, more than 12. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, is it? Oh, God. So, yeah, it was like 2000. When was it? 10? 11? God, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was 14. Oh, good God. But I know he's going to come back, but. I have a feeling with somebody like him, long layoff, then come back. They should do him dirty. He was hurt, so they should do old school and tack it on. I'm sure it was my like, hey, they're not going to do that. I'm really looking Paul might be able to. You're a wrestler now, buddy. You are a wrestler. This is what it is. He's the one who forms the union. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. But yes, I feel like he spoiled it. And how many times Seth's going to lose at WrestleMania? Obviously, he had the, one of the greatest moments of all time, but has he lost? Of course, his I need to look, but I feel like I feel like he just he beat Brock at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, he did. He no, did. no, no, he beat Brock in like the they opened uh, oh, thirty five. So, his Brock one gone. Oh, uh, that was a yeah. That was Brock wanted to get to the airport and get out, but that was a I remember that at thirty five of like the twelve hour WrestleMania, the one that uh. The last one night one where it was way too long. But maybe I mean just in general, too many losses. All those losses to Cody. Uh so six and six and four. I think that you're this well, I guess they're counting the so let's see. We got the last okay, Logan Paul. He okay, he's lost he's lost the last three. That's what's in my head. He lost to Owens in 20. Cesaro, which was a pretty good match. Cesaro in 21, Cody Rose in 23. And I, I think so that's I think that's what was in my head. And I think that you're right. And it's something that we talk about, which is that I think that the WWE does this weird thing with like kayfabe, where you'll have like Dolph Ziggler would be like, I'm the you know, I'm the most entertaining guy in there. And it's like, well, you yeah, who cares? Like brought I like I the most like the reason why Goldberg part of why Goldberg worked as a character was that in the kayfabe yeah Goldberg should be the best like who cares if Goldberg comes out and wrestles a thirty minute entertaining match yeah from like a Mike Tyson so you're yeah. in the box and says oh my god I'm the most entertaining well you're trying to stop from getting killed so entertainment so a real boxer Floyd Mayweather is considered the you know maybe the best of all time because you are, can't hit him whether it's entertaining or not, you know? So that's how it should be. And also, uh, Wade Keller, when I used to listen to him a lot, he would say, he's like, why are you saying, and even when you say have a banger, that's borderline. But you could say, you know, you in, in sports, you say, oh, what a great game, whatever we get together is a rivalry. So maybe a banger, you're borderline there. But when you say I'm the most entertaining, and it, and it means something different then, and you can't say, I, if you say showstopper or steal the show, you're borrowing. From Shawn Michaels, which is, Dolph is good at anyway, but yeah, I, I don't get that. Did you did you make did you make a prediction on Seth and Logan? I think it's going to be Seth, just because I I think that he is somebody who needs the win again. I think he needs the win more, and I I think that they, especially if they want to p- position a post, you know, somebody for a challenge post Mania, he's a guy who's there and would be a great challenger and and. I think that there's some logic to that. What about you? Definitely Seth, and I think Logan spoiled it. I still think, and we, we'll move past this because we don't. I don't want to be too long, but I still think Seth was the guy to break Roman's streak. 
I think Seth being the Achilles heel, you give him a run with the belt, I think, and you send Seth to the stratosphere. And I'm not even the biggest Seth. I go back and forth with him. Sometimes I get irritated. Sometimes I'm on the train, but eh, I'd push him. I'd push him to the moon for a little bit and see, make him the actual guy and see where you can go. Even I may have kind of done that, but not really. Uh, Ray and Dominic. It'll be interesting. All of this that we've known has been coming since like last October, since SummerSlam, I guess. Before that, is that when he turned? Oof, I'm it's hard to remember, but I feel like he turned on Edge then, and it still wasn't totally turning on his dad until later on. But it'll be fun, I think, no matter what. You might get mom, you might get sister, it might be a family affair. Uh, I think Dom should go over, but I bet Ray does. So I'm gonna go with oh god, I'm my Gut says Ray, but my heart says Dom because the, my my logic here is this: Ray's going into the Hall of Fame, uh-huh. and I think that Ray under I think that Ray really he's a dad, I, and I think that he is going to want to lose to Dominic to help get Dominic over, and I think that that winning beating Dominic beat, I'm sorry beating Ray is a big deal, and, and that's something that he can and especially maybe Ray's hanging him up, yeah maybe. And, and I, that's another thing, you know, I retired my own father. That could be something to dine out on. So I'm going to go with that. Just again, the win really benefits Dominic more than it benefits Ray. And it just, that's what it feels like it's building towards. But part of it, they let Dom dominate the feud so long that it seems like, again, happy ending. <laughs> what message are they sending children? <laughs> Maybe. And also, I don't think they're ready to give Dom that kind of push. So Ray does he have that kind of sway to just say no i'm not going over when they let your nepo baby be in this thing skip nxt without any skill in the ring and out of the ring or or on the mic and he finally grew into it what three years later i mean i i have to be honest with you You, that's a great point and i've felt giving you a lot for dom yeah i mean but i felt you know how many guys have their first match on the main roster, their first professional match on the main roster of WWE. And I know that that's not, that's a hell of an opportunity too, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. And, and so, but yes, he's done a great job as a heel. I think that, and he's really grown, but I've de- felt it's not just that that happened, but that his dad is one of, if, I mean, I don't know, not one of, he's easily the greatest high flyer of all time. Oh yeah. 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 And, and somebody who revolutionized the wrestling business and, I think that Dominic, I don't know if he'll ever reach that. Mainstream to some degree to the United States audience. Oh, yeah. I've never seen Lucha before Rey Mysterio. Like, I've talked about it, is that you can't, like, I don't think people can understand. Like, people talk about flying Brian Pillman. Like, imagine Brian Pillman being the high flyer and before Rey Mysterio, who comes in and looks like a human cheat code. Yeah, yeah. It's totally different. And Brian, you know, he could get up, but come on. It's not even. Ray, when I first saw him, I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, when I he would, those things were capable in wrestling. The West Coast pop, when he would do the, you know, the, the Hurricane Rana that he would fly through and, and hook the legs. I remember the first time I saw him, I'd be like, wait, 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 wait. Like, back then, that, that, that was Sonic the Hedgehog. I need to see that again. Yeah, that was the... So, but I, I would hope 
that they would put Dominic over. Just like I get that that there's the Nepo baby. You know, there there is. There's a lot here, but I think that he really it would be a big deal for him, and it would be he the win would benefit him more than it would hurt Ray. And maybe you do a rematch at the uh, if they don't call it backlash anymore, but they did have a backlash type pay per view. Or maybe it just was. Maybe it was WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania backlash now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe you do that and you have Ray go over and everybody's happy, but Dom gets the big win. But eh, we'll see. Uh, heading tonight, too, because there's no way in hell I'm talking about Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Street Poppers, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. I am happy, brothers. I'm happy for all wrestlers that you get your payoff, but hell no. Night uh, <laughs> two. I also will not be talking about, even though I love her. But Liv Morgan, I don't love her, but I could love her. But I definitely don't love her in the ring. Raquel Rodriguez, Ronda. I was figuring, I was trying to figure out how Ronda was going to get on the card. Ronda and Shayna, Natalia and Shotzi, which is the most forced team of all time. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. And Sonya is being done a disservice, but that would be a weekly pod discussion. So we will not be talking about that. If you're looking for that, these are not the droids you're looking for. Oh, <laughs> let's start with Brock and almost at first I still like I, I can't get to Jim Cornette almost that's a great great line as Jim Cornette is prone to him but he is almost what you need uh Brock reportedly said his goodbyes a couple of weeks ago uh could be a leverage move this is gonna be a really shitty match yeah I mean yeah and yeah I'm I'm <laughs> I Almost, I've always like like the joke that I've had with friends is that he's the Ni- Nigerian version of the giant Gonzalez. Yeah, and he just got oh he's you better not see him at the airport and ask for an autograph. He just said he he doesn't like the group. Oh, you said giant Gonzalez. I was thinking the great colleague. Little racial bias there, but either way, same thing. But he just said that he was tired of the comparison to the great colleague, and colleague couldn't walk a mile in his shoes. Not sure if that was kayfabe or not, but he said it. Um, better not let Rayon hear that. <laughs> right? The I I I mean the, the other I mean that's not exactly uh or like oh I'm better than the great Kali because Kali <laughs> has some weird thing with his leg bones where they like fuse together. It's like he can't walk now. Like that's why he walked the way that he did. Um, it's like congrats, you're better than the guy who doesn't have can't bend at the like bends like an action figure. I hate it, Kali, but I took it more seriously. Yeah, almost just feels like a, a throwback actually to big guys of a past era of a giant Gonzalez when you weren't asked and works fact asked not to do the kind of athletic stuff that they do now. Yeah, and it just doesn't do it for me, and and yeah. so. I expect him to go over. I hope that this is short. Um, Guys, the only thing that gives me pause is Kevin Nash likes him. The Undertaker likes him. Why? Or are they just being nice? But they both are high on him. Because I think that he has a lot of the things that you, like the starting point, the, the, the building box. He has a great look and he has a great aura about him. It's just that the problem is they ring that damn bell. Yeah. And it's just AJ it Styles, doesn't... Best, AJ Styles is the best thing that ever happened to him because he could hide him on every level. But after that, not MVP can't do it in the ring, hide him. So, But I actually think Brock Lesnar is going to go over because he don't want a job to him. And he don't have to job to him unless he wants to. And I don't think he's going out with almost. 
And they don't, they've never shown the confidence in almost either to give him big wins. I can't remember who it was, but he had a big time match and they made him lose. It was, who was it? And he was undefeated. The first person to beat almost. I don't know. But it was actually what? Was it Lashley? It might have been La- yeah, I think it was Lashley. So that was a situation where you're like, you should you should push the younger guy, but they don't do it because, or not even younger guy, the up-and-coming guy, and that you were putting all this energy into, but if we were like, we're not going to push you because you're not good. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, it, I think that there's, I actually see the some of the logic of bringing Amos along slowly. Putting him in there with AJ Styles was really good because it was the I, I hate to this is really going to sound worse about Randy Orton, but why RK Bro was so good was that you could have Matt Riddle take all the bumps, do all the Ricky Morton stuff, and then do the hot tag, and you have almost come in and clear clean house. Great, that's all he has to do. He can learn. Uh, Kevin Nash has talked about how great it was to be Shawn Michaels' bodyguard yeah. for that reason, and I think that asking almost to do more is. A good idea because i think that he has been asked to do the very simplistic old style king kong bundy match and i i'm gonna i'm gonna be confident we're gonna be positive i think that he if he was asked to do more he could do more maybe uh we talked about the build up a little bit edge or phil Balor. let's just go with uh who we think's gonna win it better be edge god damn oh. they have screwed his last they have fucked up the second year of this comeback real bad. I think that he is absolutely going to lose. I think that the this match, at the very least, for the spectacle, I don't know if it'll be should be really good, entertaining between the ropes. I'm excited that we're having the classic Helena Cell back. It's not going to be red. That's what I heard. And I'm but here's why I don't want him to win. Well, I'm too full. Let me, let me give this. I'm twofold. First of all, I think that he's not going to win because I think Edge has come back largely to help build up younger guys, even though Finn's 40. Um, but I also, if Finn's doing the demon thing, I don't want Finn. I, I love the demon. I think the demon lost. I think he lost at one point to Roman, but the demon should be. Did he lose to Bray? I don't, I didn't think they did that match. Um, or whatever. I think he. I don't know if he brought a demon out or not. I thought he brought a demon out the second time or something. Like he beat, he beat Finn, and then he beat. But I'd have to. I, that's my memory might be failing me. I try to ignore because that was one of the first. He uh, lost to Roman Reigns, and he's he lost to. Uh, he lost to Samoa Joe. Maybe not. On, but in how, about this? how about we take that Finn shit and let him dominate NXT, or go where he belongs to AEW, and then get lost in the fucking shuffle. That's where Finn belongs. They well, but, but I think that him, but I, I also, the other thing that I'm excited about is if they do a brood entrance, just because I'm a sucker for yeah, a, right now, dirt sheets, of course, that they're going to let Christian, you know, you would think Christian was out of his contract with the way they ended it. But um, Christian, obviously Gangrel, but Christian, it, they would let him go for one night, which would be really cool. But if, if WWE has to get something back, like it was for, for Billy Gunn, it's not going to work out. But because I've got the ask that Tony Khan asked, but it wasn't that big of an ask. And they were like, no, nah, we're not going to let him come to the reunion show. So we'll see. I hope I'm right because I don't want to see Finn get pushed at all ever. Uh, Gunther better win 
against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. I like them both, but I don't like Drew McIntyre and Sheamus together or any interactions together. It's boring. It's tired. Yes, you literally hit each other hard, but... So, so, so this match actually low-key could be the... I, I thought that this could be... Yeah, it's together. Maybe all three of them together. Yeah. Because Sheamus works best when he's, his chest starts to look like raw chicken and yeah. he looks his face looks like a wet dog. And they can accommodate him. Um, one idea, like I hate to put on my fantasy booking and I will only do this very briefly, uh, is that they have, they take the title off of Gunther cause he's undefeated and you have Drew pin Seamus, Seamus pin Drew. And then you have Gunther win the money in the bank have, they've split the titles, have Sammy win the title and have Gunther come out and, and win the title, beat Sammy and then have build a WrestleMania next year in Philadelphia with a true Rocky story where Sammy comes back and wins the title from Gunther, who is that would be, but, but I, I, I don't, I, I could see either Gunther winning. Um, again, this is one that I, as a pick for me, I could see Gunther winning, but I could also see somebody else, either Sheamus or, or Drew pinning one or the other. They're teasing that um, with Gunther's interviews and it very logical, his point of view, but there'll be several results. I'll be very angry at. I would be very angry if Gunther, and I'm not even like the biggest Gunther fan. He's just really good, and it should be treated the right way. The push should be treated the right way because he's good, he's unique, he's different, and he should dominate. Um, I would be very angry if Rhea loses because that that's just unacceptable. I think those are the two that I would like want to stop watching if – if the Usos won, and probably Edge is like my, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Gunther being undefeated too is like you don't end a winning streak. Like you can end, and, and there are ways to end a winning streak. Like him not getting pinned. Like yeah, he lost the match. But say like, never been pinned. Like you can make another. You could still say never been pinned streak. You know, you could kind of. It's like if you get a tie in college football or something. You know, it's like. You could do that, but I, he needs to go over both those guys. And it would just continue the elevation of him. And I think they want to give him a Reigns-like intercontinental title run. But what you said, I wouldn't like. I would hate it. Uh, we have Bianca and Asuka. Like you said, it might steal the show, but I don't. it's got lost in the shuffle. And... It feels weird if they bring uh, they revamped Oscar, they had her come back, all that to lose. Yeah, and and it, it's very. It, it, I feel like this is a match where both of them need it. I would actually be fine with them doing something where it's an inconclusive finish. You know, either Oscar or they do something where the old Austin, uh, the old Austin. Uh, Bret Hart Survivor Series finish where Asuka has the Asuka lock on and Bianca Belair, you know, gets a pin out of it. Something to set up a return match where neither it's where it's really not conclusive. But I, I just you don't get talents like Bianca that often. I think that she's just really special, not just in that she's such a freak athlete. It, the, like she's strong the way that Cesaro is strong. Yeah that she is also really charismatic. Like I really, I I would be, you know, I, I'm fairly certain I'm going to WrestleMania next year. I would be thrilled 
if I got to watch Charlotte wrestle Bianca. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Charlotte, uh, Bianca's undefeated at WrestleMania. I would love, you know, I I, I love Oscar. But I wouldn't. Players called Bianca and Charlotte, even Ric Flair salivating over that match. They are. I was lucky he didn't say that black girl. Guy sees. I watched girl <laughs> too. I was glad he didn't say that black girl. But he's Ric Flair. Like, please stop talking. Yeah, yeah, like, Rick, he couldn't think of her name. And uh, what's his name? Conrad's like Bianca. Bianca. It's like, oh god, we're gonna get canceled. Yeah, right. So yeah, that would be awesome. But I, I think Bianca goes over just because the investment tire. Uh, Oscar as always deserves better, but it is what it is. They they. It's real herky jerky with her. I I think that there's there was always the idea. I remember listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast where he talked about uh, I can't remember if it was Akira Hokuto or Bull Nakano, where he said that audiences like they were never going to be a huge deal because audiences will never identify with somebody who can speak English who can't speak English, and I don't necessarily agree with that because. Like it's just it's a worldwide product now. I I have a Buddha, who didn't speak at all. I mean, you can do it. They've they've had gimmicks where people didn't speak at all for years, and the Undertaker didn't speak at first. And I mean, come on. And if, how about you not make up like this hokey person that she was before, where she's speaking broken English? Fuck, Fuji was over, and. <laughs> She, I mean, the other Oscar's such a badass. Like that was the... yeah, exactly. It's like a ninja. Like nin, we love ninjas. It's like that. Like somebody's just a badass. Why would she have to talk that much? They need a woman that's like speak softly, carry a big stick. And it was supposed to be that that lady that said she was uh, she hates bullies. And they try to give her this push. I forgot her name. They gave her this huge push as far as the. The she's coming, she's coming, she's coming. She went. To oh, uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, I, it's not. I'm gonna get. Uh, Kong. She was a uh, black black girl. No, no, uh, recently, recently. Oh, I can't remember her name, but she faded so quick. She wears like blue ring attire, and I think she fought Lacey in her first match or so. I can't remember her name because I never invested in her that much. But that's what they do with those. They just don't, they don't, they have foreign bias. And I think because, and, and this it's a bigger conversation, Asians look different from Europeans and being foreign. So there's a little different kind of discrimination. And we're used to black people in America. So whatever, whatever issues you have, we're in the tapestry, but Asians in some ways, we still don't accept them and allow them to be different. It's like all stereotype with Asians, whereas with black people, we say, okay, well, there's Denzel and there's Will Smith. So some of them can be like that, but Asians, you gotta speak in broken English and pretend like you're Jackie Chan and Rush Hour, which great movie, but come on. But I mean, I don't know if you remember there, I remember a few years ago there was a storyline in NXT where they had there was the, I can't remember who the Asian woman was, but they went and there was a white woman who was like, She wants to eat sushi. And I was like, that was recent, so, like maybe now three, four years. Yeah, ago. it was like 2020. It was yeah, yeah, not that long ago. Not, yeah. And I was like, Richmond had sushi in 1997, y'all. Like, yeah, what, it's time warp. And didn't yeah. uh, somebody came back? I think it was Jerry Lawler and said something racist. It said shrimp fried rice, something crazy. It's like, yeah, 
it's kind of like the racism that you don't address because Asians are the model minority. So you might not address those and you're nobody's gonna be like, you know, stop being racist against Asians. And what somebody might be somebody might say, stop being, you know, the bigger minority, stop being racist against black people, stop being racist against Hispanic. You're not gonna get that a lot with Asians for a lot of reasons. And it's smaller, but you're not gonna get that. And white people suck. So um <laughs> I'm sorry, Ashley. There, significant. <laughs> I know you're gonna say that, but significant. Oh, I need portion. to. I, I need to with Team Nickel. I need to score some points here. Yeah, so um, that's your philosophy. Oh, <laughs> it's oh a significant amount. Let me. And if my students who've been stalking on social media, they were to hear it. A significant amount of white people suck. The racist ones, to be clear. All right, match of the century, and this is like the most half-hearted. Um. Not not this match, but before I get there, the most half-hearted slogan. Every year they have a slogan for WrestleMania, the biggest WrestleMania ever. Uh, it might have been last year. What stupendous was the buzzword? And <laughs> this one is supposed to be also the biggest WrestleMania ever. I think they keep saying that, but they have no reason to say that. I've just been seeing. Oh, it was the most stupendous. This is they're going with WrestleMania goes Hollywood again. But Which is what they yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that okay. So that is the tagline across it. But they also have been calling it because Cody used it, Roman used it. They also have been calling it the biggest WrestleMania ever, or something weird. It's weird. I know they're doing Hollywood that part, but like what the wrestlers, I don't know. It's just why you can't do that all the time. But anyway, that's just my little pet peeve that you can't do ridiculous stuff like that um even though i finally found a good one roman did the uh i think it's a good fella scene it's really good roman did one of those the uh the hollywood the area, <laughs> almost but that I, the rest of them have been kind of mad but roman was good and because he was going off on uh Heyman. and so that was good i shared that in the group but lead up i was worried about it they've handled it masterfully all the confrontations I kind of wish they would touch a little bit, but I know other people are different, feel different about that. Because going into it, you're kind of not sure that Cody has a chance, like we know. But if you're an audience and Rome is so unbeatable and Cody has only beat Seth of note and he's never been, Cody's never even been like past the curtain jerk at WrestleMania. Now he's in the main event. So, eh. But anyway, I I had very little qualms about it. But what kind of match do you, I don't think anybody's talked about this. What kind of match do you think it'll be? I'm hoping that it delivers for Cody's sake. I think that it will go. I have a feeling that it's going to, that there is going to be a long time, not necessarily, you know, the, I hate to say long time, not a good time, but I think it's going to be a decent pace it's gonna go at least a half hour i think that cody has always been somebody in uh, as a in-ring worker especially because i don't think they're gonna let him bleed but i think that the that the doing a match where he sort of comes from behind that really should be like that's how he should win is that there i would listen if you I, I and I say this, I always preface I've never taken it back so much as a backbone. If you had Roman in the ring and the storyline was that Cody is just getting the dog mess kicked out of him for most of the match and he keeps kicking out and eventually he turns the tide and gets the win just mainly through perseverance, 
That's the story I would tell. Not not necessarily that he's not ready to hang with Roman, but have Roman surprise him with a Superman punch right out or a spear right off the bat and have Cody on the back foot so that Roman is, you know, he keeps going for the pin and Cody keeps kicking out and it starts to really piss him off. And then he misses it. Cody gets his comeback and Cody wins. Uh, what about you? What do you, what match do you, what kind of match do you think they should have? Um, I'm almost certain that, and it happens a lot with Roman matches and nobody ever says anything. A lot of interference in Roman matches, ref bumps, interference, bloodline. So I'm interested to see if Roman can look well, I'm assuming he will. Um, I'm interested to see if Roman, he's been brilliant on this streak. I can't think of a bad match he's had, but I'm interested to see if he can lose well. He we know he can win well. Can he lose well? Will he be able to put Cody over? Will he be able to go to that that last step of being great? Even Hulk Hogan, you know, he kicked out on like three and one fourth, but he put Warrior over. And even the way he did it, he put the warrior over. There wasn't resistance in the match. He didn't have the boo-boo face. You thought, you know, you even had the good part where he missed his finishing move and you're passing the tour. He was willing to do that, even in the ring. So, but can, and you know, other times maybe not, but can he? <laughs> but the first time that the sting match that he had, you know, at Starcade versus in the match he had with Goldberg. So, no, you're right. I agree with you. I'm, I'm yeah. just. Yeah, and with Goldberg, it was like he he knows, and if you're muscular enough, he knows when he can feel. Even he knew the business, and um, so I'll see what Roman could do. Um, it would look like they're not compatible, but I think Cody is so good, and Cody and Roman is too. But Cody is so good. There's no way he's gonna let this be a bad match because this is his finally his moment, and Roman at this point knows how to give a really good match. And it's not like it's Brock. It's going to be somebody hard to move around. So I think it'll be a good match. But one, we're going to be fatigued. So it's not going to get the credit it deserves probably because it's going to go on like at 11 o'clock, I think. And that's really late on a Sunday after you watched a lot of wrestling. Um, I think it's going to have a lot of interference. And I think what's going to happen is someone from the bloodline or either Sammy or somebody, somebody's going to interfere to give Cody the win. It's too early for Sokoa, I think. Um, but I think someone bloodline related is going to cost Roman the match. And then he can feud with that person and have his anger on that person. And then Cody goes somewhere else because I don't think Roman's going to lose again in a rematch to Cody. I think they just move off that. But it could be, it could be Jay. It could be Jay and... Uh, Jimmy have a dispute or something in their match that bleeds over. It could be Sammy. You know, I, I hope it's not KO because he fused with them too much. But I, I just, I got a feeling that we're going to have another big pop moment where it's evolving. <laughs> Roman Reigns getting hit by a chair in the back, I hope. So I, I'm with you, and this is something that I'm going to be angry about. What I want to have happen... I'm fine if they want to bump the refs because you have to have some reason. But you're right. There's been a lot of gaga. What I don't want it to be that Jay hits Roman something. What I want it to be is, is that the Usos lose, which this would, this would feed into the story. The Usos lose. Roman gives them shit about it. 
Sammy is in somehow, you know, basically says to him, hey, man, you gave us a hell of a match. You know, basically shows him kindness. And they come out to interfere. Jay stops Jimmy from interfering. Boom, Cody hits the crossroads. That's the match. But one idea that I've heard, and this is the other thing that will, is that Roman might not lose. And the idea that I've heard is that Randy Orton would come back and cost Cody the title, which I hate with a fiery passion of a thousand songs. Well, of course you would. It's not just, it would be, if they would have anybody, it's not just that, uh, yes, Randy Orton, yes. It makes sense. I would be fine with Randy Orton coming out and attacking Cody after or attacking him tomorrow night. Or attacking him on Monday. That's fine. It's not that it's Randy. I hate the idea because if Cody doesn't win here, you're really looking at a potential Luger effect. Yeah, I was going to say it's Luger. But you know what? I'm totally confident in their long-term building. And it's the reason why they fucking brought him back. It's been the story he's been telling since the night after last year's WrestleMania. It's like if you had Shawn Michaels lose for the boy Hedry. They don't do that. It, Luke, that one, the Lex Express was one thing, it, but it, it was not a story. It wasn't really a story. It was just a push. When they tell a story, they pay it off. Uh, to some degree, Austin. I guess uh, you could say Austin was a push, but I'm trying to think of something else. Shawn Michaels... That uh, boyhood dream. This I'm trying to think of another like Danny Bryan at WrestleMania Thirty. Uh, yeah, yeah, Danny Bryan. When they tell the journey story, they don't. Come on, that's horrible to tell the journey, to tell the hero's journey, and then Darth Vader just chops Luke Skywalker's head off. Okay, we're done. We're out. Yeah, imagine if Apollo would knock Rocky out. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? What's happening? Even in four, like Drago and beat Drago. The first time. Like, what? What? What the fuck? This is not a movie. But the it's unpredictable, thing, Tony Mays. The the one thing that I like the idea of, and I've been banging this drum because they want to split the titles, is have Cody win. And this is how you don't have to do a rematch. And and have Paul Heyman go, yeah, really good. Uh, I put in the contract that it was only for the WWE title. Roman is still the reigning, defending, that would be, setting that would be universal champion, which allows him to be on SmackDown. Cody's on Raw. We have two champions. That that's a good idea to do it. it I don't know, and I don't think it would diminish Cody that much. But especially if Heyman did it, and he's like, I did it after the fact. Like I, you know, it was Jewish joke, and we're all it, good. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, yeah. Have, I mean, Heyman. Hey, I mean, the I, you know Heyman's made those jokes about. Himself. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I said it. Yeah, that's why. It, and so uh, all out. Uh, but yeah, I mean that would be you know. The, and I think because they want to do two titles, and I think that's the best way to do it. But yeah, I really I don't want it to be physical interference. That I don't want it to be that one of the Usos fucks up and hits roman because it diminishes cody to me because then you're saying cody couldn't have won unless somebody helped him out whereas if they're you know if if it stopped and that's what happens there's just great like shit happens you got to keep your head in a a, in a stress situation and cody won because he was the better wrestler and i i just that would be for me I'm not going to like it if they have a, a an out for Roman like that, a, a physical out. If if you have an inner, you know, if you have distraction, fine, whatever. But if you have a physical out, that's it's not good. And how you win matters. 
Yeah, I mean, in some ways, but it, it does tie up the blood. But it, it, Roman was unbeatable, you know? So they've made him into such a god that it's hard to, for anybody, I mean, I guess somebody could beat him clean, but I don't know. I, 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 it doesn't, but it, it, having the distraction like that is not technically clean, but it's not, uh, I, I can't explain the difference, but it's not, not the same as as a literal or even yeah, like clean as like, even if it's Roman, even if it's Roman hits Sammy with the Superman punch or Jay with the Superman punch, and then Cody takes advantage of that and nobody actually touches Roman, or mm-hmm. Roman, like his temper, and this could be it, his temper gets the best of him. But and somebody doesn't do what he wants them to do, and his gaslighting and his manipulation goes, or it could be like what you said. They come to the ring, they say, "Do it, do it, do it," and both Usos are like, "Nah, we're good." Or or Jay is like, "So I don't know." But it's a lot of options for them to to go through. But I think we're both. You can't you can't have Cody lose, and I think in the end it doesn't matter because it's WrestleMania. Um. Because I think people will be so happy in this case. People, will be, it's been two years and and some change. People will be so happy years. to Roman lose that I don't think they care. Because nobody cares how Roman wins. I know title change is a little bit different, but I don't know. We shall see. We should definitely see. Uh, just want to. I'm going to do this enough. Just want to promote the page. Want to promote our Patreon where you get all kinds of cool perks. It's NFL draft season. Alan and I are going to break down position by position. If I get off my ass, I could get some semi-famous people on the podcast. Uh, there is the March Madness tournament going on in IB Sports for uh, the group member, IBN March Madness. Over in IBN Entertainment, we have your favorite movie or the most favorite popular movie star tournament of all time. That's been pretty decently received. You got anything going on? Anything you want to plug? I just want to plug the uh, Patreon plug. The all-star is that the ability to post without uh, admin approval is worth it for me. I think that it's a fun, I've become a better sports fan because of knowing that I can't just come in and say some dumb shit without it being regulated. And so it has made me be more thoughtful and, actually be interested in learning deeper about sports so i would absolutely recommend it and plug it for that reason folks hopefully wrestlemania will be an iconic card uh if you are on team turnbuckle the team turnbuckle team turnbuckle podcast if you're in that group jason gilmartin i promise you will give you all of the stuff surrounding wrestlemania because the cool thing about wrestlemania is that it is no longer just WrestleMania. The whole wrestling community, <laughs> leeches, but the whole wrestle community comes in and makes an event of the whole week, weekend. It doesn't matter if it's WWE affiliated, the community around it, there are all kinds of cool stuff. You going to anything adjacent like that? I am trying. Uh, there are a lot. So I was going to go to the Ring of Honor show, but... It because it's on the West Coast, it starts way too early. So mm-hmm. I can't. A friend of mine was going to go with me, but she can't get off of work. Uh, I was going to end the, uh, I was going to go to Game Changer Wrestling, the Joey Janela Spring Break show, and that sold out. 
almost immediately in January. Uh, it is, I'm going to see what I can do this weekend, but there's a lot of, like, you're right. There's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, LA is an awesome town. Uh, I love living here and I would recommend, I hope that everyone, I think we'll do a live thread for WrestleMania. I hope that that will be done and it'll be a lot of fun. All right. So enjoy WrestleMania, everybody.